Welcome back to the One A Week Podcast, everybody. I'm Matthew. I'm Jonas. This week we're talking about the 2004 White Stripes album, Elephant. This is their fourth studio album, I believe. I did not look that up, though, so this is a guess. 2003 as well. I was so wrong. (laughs) Um, But we're going to keep this take going because uh, I'm really tired. So, the White Stripes are, um, I don't know if I'd call them a legendary group, but... They are quite well known for a couple reasons. Um, number one is just the personality of Jack White. He's kind of an oddball character mm-hmm. in appearance and personality. Um, I saw a recent picture of him. He had like complete like his under his eyes were just completely red. I don't know if that's makeup or if he has like low blood sugar or something. <laughs> but it was kind of scary looking. Um, but uh, most people know the White Stripes. Um, for their now famous football stadium song, Seven Nation Army, which is um, this generation's We Will Rock You, although I think um, Seven Nation Army might be the most famous guitar riff ever recorded in history. Um, And, you know, going into this thing, I was like, uh... The Seven Nation Army, that's like the Battlefield 1 trailer song. (laughs) This is gonna suck. That's what I associate it with. Yeah, so in my brain, when I think of Seven Nation Army, I think of like the the like glitch core remix or whatever you would call the Battlefield One trailer version. Yeah, um, which which after listening to this album, um, it doesn't do it a lot of credit because on its face, this is still a very good song. Um, I can't even imagine being around in two thousand three to hear it for the first time. Uh, it probably would have blown my mind. But after hearing Seven Nation Army one billion trillion times um, in my entire life. It's, it's been uh, spoiled it, it's a little It's soured bit. a little, yeah. but I can kind of ignore that and just appreciate the song for what it is. And Definitely in context of being on the album, it feels a little bit like, like oh, okay, this, this is a little a bit more. Yeah, yeah. It was, also, it was it's a the rock first song. track, so it's like you, there's no buildup. You're, you're in and out. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. Like the context it's in adds a lot to it. And... Um, you know, if someone had to write this riff, this isn't like a... True. This is, so obviously, there's a lot of genius in that because the riff has caught on so, so well that um, I'm, sh- I'm sh- sure, as, sure as hell, like, Grace and Rams play that at their, <laughs> at their football games every week, I'm sure. I don't even know if this, like... I didn't actually look too deep into lyrics, but it doesn't feel like a sports song really when i listen to it like closely but like does that's never mattered it's like no i guess not like we will rock you when i listen to it style a baseball (laughs) song no they play it in every baseball game ever but still i mean it's a lot of the the like home depot baseball (laughs) uh, football stadium songs kind of feel like that even when i listen to them like by themselves and you know no nothing against we will rock you i feel i still think that's a great song um, but it really feels like a, okay, so we're going to get the audience to participate yeah. in this one, which is what happens. Yeah. But um, this feels a lot different from that because it has a lot of like interesting guitar textures and Jack's lyrics aren't really like about sports no. in any way or they're not, they're not even like simplistic. They're, it's, it just, it fits the vibe of the song. So most people know this song for like the guitar riff, not really the material that um, uh, Jack is talking about. Um, uh, but other than that, 
Um, I didn't really know much about this album um, in terms of what it would sound like or in terms of like what what kind of energy would show up or what kind of lyrics um, Jack would pen. Um, and I definitely didn't know that um, Meg White, former wife of Jack White, they, I think they divorced before this album came out, mm-hmm. which they is divorced, interesting. Like, prior to most of the White Stripes career. Yeah, I, for some reason I, I, I assumed that they made music, then divorced, then the band broke up. But I guess obviously not, because we have mm-hmm. multiple albums after the divorce. Some people find a way to make it work. I don't know. I guess, and you know, that, that can provide like a creative energy yeah. question mark. I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of shooting in the dark here. Um, so, I didn't know much about the White Stripes in terms of like what kind of sound they had other than Seven Nation Army. <laughs> Um, but after listening to this, I do not think Seven Nation Army is quite a good representation of what um, makes White Stripes so interesting. And I guess I'll come out and say it. I really like this album. Um, I, I even, I, I would say I love this album. I think I made this joke last week. No, not last week. The week before that. Because uh, last week I didn't I didn't love the Sufjan Stevens record. So I, I couldn't have made that joke last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love this album because... This is probably the first time in a while I've listened to, like, just a straight rock album, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, f- most of the rock albums that come out these days, or at least the ones that I listen to, are, like, they have, like, this weird thing going on. They're, like, post-punk, or... If you want to listen to a current, like, normal rock album, you listen to, like, the Black Keys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's your option. I, yeah, I, you know, just straight, like, garage rock isn't really, like, a thing anymore. Like, the closest it's, we have is yeah. indie rock, but even that's, like, a stretch. I mean, I stand by what I said. Like, I, I there's an argument for, like, Franz Ferdinand, who's not, like, like, that's not a band that's, like, Black Keys weirdo, yeah. like, kind of boardroomy. I mean, they're not, like, super boardroomy. I just, I'm not a big Black I, I guess when guy. I said the closest thing we have, I meant the closest good thing. Oh, uh, okay, okay, I guess okay. I guess that's what I meant in my yeah. brain. Yeah. Um, so, it was quite a breath of fresh air, because in the back of my brain, I was like, okay, when's, like, the weird stuff going to happen? And there are, like, zany moments on the record, but, you know, overall, it's pretty... Uh, straightforward it's a rock just rock record. and roll it's a rock record dude. yeah and i you know i think this takes place in the in the cultural context of the uh the garage rock revivalism mm-hmm. era i am not too familiar with that because um it sounds kind of lame but <laughs> if this is like a, a a bastion of that sound i might have to check it out because this album does a lot for me just in terms of you know the drumming I guess I guess I should talk about this. I keep like kind of not really transitioning between my thoughts at all, but there are a lot of thoughts I have about this record. But I have read that people say that Meg White is a bad drummer, which like <laughs> I don't know what you're listening to. I and mean, I understand that her her drum beats are kind of rudimentary. Most of the songs kind of have like the same like kick drum, snare plus cymbal thing going on. But honestly, it works yeah. for what's going on, yeah. and the 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 main like interesting thing that you should be paying attention to is Jack's guitar playing because that is what is varied. That's what is most exciting and in your face. And the drumming just kind of provides a little support for that. Without the drumming, it wouldn't be the same. But 
I don't think that the drumming is the main draw of everything. Female drummer, people have to hate for True. whatever reason. I, that's probably it. And, like, I can understand where they're coming from. Yeah, it's not, like, math rock drumming, and she's not going crazy on the kit. But she provides, like, a, a foundation that mm-hmm. is solid enough. And the drums sound good. It's not like they sound, like, crummy. They're mixed well. They have a nice full like sound when, to them. It's like the joke... Not to compare, like, Meg White to Ringo Starr or anything. That's not my attempt here. But when people are like, well, you know, Ringo was kind of just, like, there. He was still, like, a solid drummer. No, you know, yeah. like, he, he was a good drummer. As long as you can like, play than, on beat, yeah. honestly, you're doing you're doing pretty good. Because yeah. a lot of people can't do, a lot of people can't play on beat at all. People just, like, people like to look at, uh, like, famous person or popular person and be like, yeah, they're like not good at what they do because uh, I don't know. That's what people. Uh, that's just how people act. I don't know. You know, I, I guess you could call it punching up, but you know, I wouldn't. Uh, Meg White is not like a like a mega millionaire. She just drummed for the yeah. White Stripes, and while they were very big back in their day, and they still have you know fame and notoriety now. She just she was just drumming. <laughs> I'm I'm trying my best not to white knight Meg White because she she doesn't need it. But like I honestly do believe that it's kind of uh, like harsh and unfounded to be like, well, she's a she's a bad drummer. She, 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 she just plays on beat. She doesn't do crazy syncopation and all that. Why don't you pick up a kit and do it yourself? Make your own music. Whatever. Okay. Uh, back to the music that's on the album. Um, so just straight into the second song, Black Math, um, d- completely out left field, completely different from Seven Nation Army, very, like, bright, very crunchy guitars, um, that I like quite a bit, and of course, Jack White is always just, what a character, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's <laughs> with his, like, his singing, and the, like, voices he does, and his lyrics, I literally don't know what's going on in his head. But um, I'm glad I can witness kind of the the effects of his inner monologue because, um, you know, banger, banger alert, if you ask me. That's, I mean, that's kind of just like most of this album, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could apply what I just said about Black Math to uh, 90% of the songs that show up on the whole thing. Um, you know, Jack White kind of feels like a Tim Burton character to me. Does that make sense? That's that's what I've always associated with Jack White, even though he's never been a part of a Tim Burton project to my knowledge. I'm just like, if, if, if Tim Burton had a lot of rock music in his movies and had a character who was a rock star, it would be like Johnny Depp playing Jack White or something. Yeah, that's I think, in my brain. Yeah, you kind of onto something there. I've seen a lot of pictures of Jack White where he like colors his skin like super white, and his hair is like pitch black Mm -hmm. and that makes me think of tim burton and i guess like his overall like energy the vibes the vibes he has you could consider that tim burton i guess that's interesting that's uh, that's just what i I, my brain goes to movies as uh, as you know you know this is this is your podcast you can talk about (laughs) whatever you want um okay and the next two tracks um are are also particularly good. There's no home for you here. I really like there's no home for you here. I do I do like um kind of the the juxtaposition of Jack's White Jack White's like attitude. A lot of songs he's like super braggadocious, super confident, super like pissed off. But then there's plenty of songs where he's 
quiet and like vulnerable and I, I really do like that contrast i think you know a rock record should definitely have that energy that he provides on a lot of the tracks but it's also nice to have some quiet more vulnerable moments like uh you know as my phone unlocks in the cold cold night a very standout track for me just because of how stripped back it is and it's not even jack doing the vocals yeah. i i am lukewarm on in the cold, cold it, had, night. it had to grow on me i will admit yeah. um just because it's kind of like a black sheep of the whole thing um but i really like that like humming bass in the background yeah and I, I like the little guitar pick, and you know Meg White's a pretty good vocalist, and it's it's kind of it's kind of repetitious, but um, I think it does a lot for the flow of the tracks in terms of like the energy, yeah. And like I guess I wouldn't turn it on by itself, yeah. Only very occasionally, but you know in the in the flow of the record, I think it works quite well, and I it shows just how I don't know how. Jack White gets all these sounds out of a guitar. He goes nuts on the thing. I can't even imagine like how many broken strings are just hanging off the end of the the, the guitar head. Cause I don't I don't even know how he like how he pulls. And I just don't know what to do with myself. Is another example of that. There's like that little like almost like pizzicato little guitar thing leading up to the chorus and then it just goes into like full like Weezer alt rock chords on the chorus even on individual tracks he's so he shows so much versatility but throughout the whole thing uh, it's, it's making my brain spin just how many like tones and textures he can get out of a guitar mm -hmm. um and that goes back to my point about how the white stripes intrigue is what jack white does on the guitar um and Meg White's drumming is plenty good enough to support that. Um, but then there's also like uh, like piano ballads that feel very bluesy, like the song after in the cold, cold night, I Want to Be the Boy to Warm Your Mother's Heart. This is a weird song. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's, it's one degree above less horny than like Stacy's mom, <laughs> but like I'm still getting kind of yeah. weird energy from the song and that that adds so much to it how it makes me kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. But just like the bright piano melody and a Jack singing once again. I, I, I keep repeating myself but I, this is what has stuck out to me for every track with, you know, all the all the things I like about it. So I guess, you know, I'm repeating myself. But if if you want to know why I like this record, it's got to be Jack singing, the production quality. Everything is so, like, yeah, clean. He, I mean, there's a reason people still follow Jack White's solo career, you know? Yeah, and I, I've, I've heard a couple Jack White albums before hearing any full White Stripes album. Mm -hmm. And I, that provided a lot of context, even though... Um, I keep dropping the pressure connector. <laughs> um, even though some of his solo stuff is kind of whatever, because he was like making like like folk music. <laughs> I don't even know if you call it that. It's stuff you would hear in like a coffee house, that type of music, which doesn't really fit him. But his best solo album is obviously Boarding House Reach, because it's super like him. It's super experimental, super zany, full of personality. A lot of weird choices in the instrumentation so i think that's his wheelhouse and he definitely does that all over this record yeah 
Um, I have been talking for so long. I feel like I'm like butting over you. <laughs> well, okay. I could, okay. Okay. I don't have a whole lot of thoughts about this record because it's not it's not bad. I don't think it's bad, but yeah. here's the analogy I kept going back to. And I listened to this record many times over. I've 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 been much more thorough with the past few weeks yeah. of listening. Um like I probably listened like four or five times. Uh it's it's I'm going to go back to movies. <laughs> Just a straight rock record makes me feel the exact same way just a plain old action movie does. There's always going to be a place for a rock record. There's mm-hmm. always going to be a place for an action movie. It just doesn't really do much for me. And I think yeah. like a a large portion of rock records or action movies would probably air on like the below average scale for me black keys below average you know stuff like that uh the fast and the furious movies below average now there are some things that i do like but it would never be what i choose on my own for example we watched ip man a few days ago Uh that's a good action movie that's a fun action movie i liked it Still not like the t- type of thing I'm gonna go to on on the regular. Yeah. Same exact deal with Elephant by the White Stripes. There's some good. There's some real good stuff on here, but like, it doesn't do anything for me. You know, like it doesn't stimulate me in any particular way. Um, so when you say you think you're like talking over me, I don't have a whole lot of commentary. Like I feel bad about it. Like I really I tried. Like, you've got her in your pocket. I like that song. It's good. But why? I, it sounds good. It's like the <laughs> it's like like it's, it feels so simplistic. But I couldn't help but this have this record. It just faded kind of into the background whenever I had it on. Yeah. Um, cause it's just you know that's what it feels like. It's there for. It's good like loud background music. It's not like oh I drift off to this. It's like oh I want something loud on right now. So I'm going to turn on this record, you know, like, yeah, like it's a lot of the loud music I listen to is like screamy lately. Yeah. Like or 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 really, really aggressive, like post punk. Yeah. Um, So it's nice to have a loud record that I have now unlocked in my repertoire that is like. In theory, if I, like, had someone else in the car, I could play it, and they wouldn't be like, what are you making me listen to? If, They'd just be like, oh, okay. If, if, you, if you saw a girl with a white striped shirt, you'd be like, honey, I've, I, I got, I've heard this one before. <laughs> Boom. That's, yeah. that's the only reason I listen to music, by the way. Oh, is it? Yeah. This is just all, like, supplementary stuff that I notice yeah. while I listen. But the main, yeah. the main goal is to uh, not be lonely anymore. <laughs> Wow, that's really shallow and sad. Well, it's not working, so it's, you might have a point. Keep, keep trying. You gotta, you gotta try more and more obscure bands. If you dig deeper, eventually it'll work. I uh, thought I, I thought I listened to some obscure stuff, but I guess not. Nope. Maybe too obscure. Then you, no, no girl will be wearing a t-shirt. Nope. You, you, you just gotta, you gotta go with the most obscure. Look, the only, the only t-shirts I've seen. Okay, I'm, I don't want to sound misogynistic. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, just in general, anyway. Like the only T-shirts I see anybody men wearing, and women. Yeah, I you know I I didn't want to be like the only T-shirts I see women <laughs> wearing are the Beatles and Pink Floyd. But dudes are only wearing those kind of things too. And you know, honestly, the the merch I have isn't very obscure. Yeah. Like, the most obscure thing I have is like the Parquet Courts T-shirt, yeah. and they're not even like a small not, time yeah, thing they're anymore. Not, they're not very small. So. Uh, I wear my Lucy Dacus shirt semi-regularly. Nobody has ever once said anything to me. I'm kind of upset about it. She's well-known. She's well-established. Could someone please be like, yo, I like Lucy Dacus. That's all I need. One time That's all I, I want. I was at Kroger, and I was wearing the Rina Sawayama shirt, and a guy was like, Nice shirt. Nice. So, um, but that's the only compliment I have ever received on a, a, a band merch piece. I, well, I was wearing the Makeout Creek sweatshirt to Starbucks one time, and um, this barista was like, that will be $576, but that'll mean no problem since you work at Makeout Creek. <laughs> and it took me like two <laughs> seconds to process that, and I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, kind of a failed interaction on my part. Uh, but why would you, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> Makeout Creek, is it real? And what is it, you think I, like, wearing a sweatshirt means you work there? I don't know. Whatever. You know, I took it as a compliment, so I was like, thanks. Yeah, just roll with it. And then I got my coffee and left. <laughs> so, um. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, back, I guess back to the. The album. To the album we're the talking about. The action movie. Um, um, a ball and biscuit, good. That's I a like real that. good track. I like that song. I like that one. I really like Jack's. It's, like, it's so. I bet be your third man, but <laughs> I, it's it's a fact that I'm descendant. <laughs> yeah, it's a real good. That's a real highlight for me. And then that, and then that hook. Um, let's have a ball and a biscuit, sugar. What? Who? Who are what you is, talking what to? What does that mean? I don't, I don't know. He lives in like the the '60s. He's he's stuck there forever, yeah. just with all the the blues yeah. sounds he brings into the fold. I think you've got her in your pocket to probably Little Acorns. That's like the biggest standout portion of the record to me. Um, and Ball and Biscuit in that is probably my favorite part. Um, I just like that's that's. Like banger after banger, even you've got her in your pocket, which is my favorite. Like slower song in quotation marks. Those are all. I mean, they're all bangers. This is what there's 14 tracks. It's 14 bangers on this album. Kind of true. So, yeah. um, I'll just be completely honest. Uh, back to back to back highlights for me. There's not really a dull moment for me, at least in this whole thing. There's always something intriguing going mm-hmm. on for me like maybe some songs aren't as strong as others like IMO the air knew my fingers might be the weakest song on the whole thing but I, it's still good I think the closing track is the weakest song I actually like that one quite a bit it's it has not a, bad it has a it's lot of charm like, to it eh, it's like whatever and also is that's the song where he says I've got your number in the back of my bottle, but I swear I, I he says in my asshole. It's that's <laughs> what he says. I and like I every single time I heard that song, I was like, Did you just have I've got your number in my asshole? Is they, that what he said? For, they forgot the explicit marker on the song title. <laughs> like, well, I, I, like I was. What does that mean? And then every time it would take like a full three seconds, and I'd be like, oh, the, he says bottle. He says bottle. I think the the main draws for me are just like how lighthearted it is and then it's like kind of funny because yeah. the the woman's like <laughs> it's 
she says something like, it's really, like, unfortunate how you look. Like, they just start insulting each other. Like, it starts with them being like, yeah, we love each other. And then at the end, they're, like, calling each other ugly and stupid <laughs> with, like, this really, like, twangy guitar in the yeah. background. It's not a bad song. It's just, it's just fine. I don't know. It's got a lot of elements I really like. Uh, best song on the record, uh, I'm just going to say it now. Uh, Girl, You Have No Faith in Medicine. Oh, kind of maybe true. Oh my goodness! You kind of maybe have a point oh, on that. Oh my goodness, that song is crazy. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was driving to work this morning, and that song came on because I was listening to the latter half of the album because mm-hmm. it's only like a twenty-five minute drive, so I can't listen to the whole thing. But uh, that song came on, even though I had heard it many times before. But I was like kind of sleeping in the car while driving, <laughs> but that song came on, and I was like. Yeah, I, I yeah. sat up. I was like, "Yeah, this this will get me going, yeah. no matter what it's, time I hear it." It's a crazy good song. Yeah, it's it's probably the the hardest riff on yeah. the whole thing, kind of just in just. It's probably the loudest, you know. I mean, if you did like a decibel test, <laughs> it'd be like the most decibels. Yeah, it's it's good. I like that track quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I really have no complaints, honestly. I, it's it, that's that, that's the thing. I don't really have complaints either. It's just, it's not exactly my thing, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I will admit, you know, it doesn't have the catchiest riffs. Yeah. But when I think about it, I guess this is, I I've I've learned that there's a difference between music that hits me on a gut level, and music that I like can appreciate in my brain, like with my brain. Yeah. And this album is a great mix of that. It has plenty of stuff that immediately clicks with me, and I'm like, yes, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And then plenty of stuff where I'm like, well, it doesn't like hit me like a, a freight train. Yeah. You know, immediately. But when I like see what's going on and I like, I understand like kind of the effort that went into everything, I can very much appreciate it. And the final track is kind of like that. You know, it's obviously not like a banger. But it's got plenty of things to love, and it's it's funny, and there's like a British woman on. The, I don't even know who she is. That's why I thought they were British. That's <laughs> why I like. Okay, you know Proto Martyr. Yes. They're they've been a Detroit-based punk band for like two decades. I thought they were British until like six months ago. So I think I I just think um, anybody from Detroit. I'm gonna is be completely British. honest. Um, the process by the boys' music video. Um, is it is like Brazilian themed? So I thought they were I thought they were Brazilian <laughs> for the longest knows, time. Nobody really knows where Proto Martyrs from. No, it's they're kind of a mystery. Um, uh, but the White Stripes are from Detroit. Yeah, it's, I was wrong about that too. So there, it's it's some white people. It's just it's just like you British people can disguise their voices, but then yeah, especially when, they, when singing when, when they talk in the final track. I was like, oh, there's one British voice, so they must all be British. Yeah, um, I well, I don't know who the British lady is to be honest. They, her name is Holly in the song. I don't know if that's a real name. I don't know if she like works with the I didn't, look, I didn't the I record label. Look into it enough. That yeah, I mean, I didn't care enough to like look it up. It's just probably like Meg White doing like a voice. If if I had to guess, um, but yeah, I mean, it's you know, fun record. I honestly, I had, I had fun, you know. I honestly like I can this this album kind of cemented White Stripes as like a real rock outfit. People were like, "Well, they're like okay, but you know, they just they just sound like pop music." But then this came out, and every critic besides Pitchfork, because they suck and are wrong all the time, <laughs> uh, every outlet was like, "They're like they're real rock artists now." And while I think that they definitely probably had great stuff before this. 
um, this kind of broke through. And I will be completely candid here. I listened to this because on the White Stripes tier list that Fantano yeah, put out, it is. he put this in the S tier. So I was curious because I, I had listened to Jack White stuff. And I was like, well, this is this is good. There's you, promise. And I wanted to see what, you know, he, he started with. You tricked me into your Fantano ploy. And what about it? You, I, I feel a little betrayed. Feel, and what about it? Feel like you're being a little dishonest. Well... You know what he did to me. Sucks to suck. You know Buttercup. You know our beef. No. <laughs> um. Well, I mean, I've I've said my thoughts on the record. You got um, anything else? I mean, I'm gonna be listening to more White Stripe stuff. I really want to. Yeah, really I mean, I've I've listened I've listened to um White Blood Cells. That was a that was a album my father would play every once in a while. I really like White Blood Cells. You know. Like, yeah. So Hotel Yorba. Uh, banger among bangers um but uh yeah you know my closing thoughts best track uh girl you have no faith in medicine and uh grade uh c plus slightly above average gang yep i'm glad you think one of the greatest rock reds of all time is <laughs> a c plus that one's going in your i what was i i was gonna say itinerary that's not a it's going in your hate mail. It's going on your. It's going on your gravestone. My mom, no. This guy gave Elephant by the White Stripes a C plus. C plus. Yeah, he's oh. in hell. You, know? <laughs> you, don't have, you don't have to write he's in hell. Everybody will see that. They'll be like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. All right, R.I.P. to that guy. <laughs> um, favorite track. Good lord, I can't even pick one. Um, there's just so many standout moments all, all over this whole thing. Just not even mentioning Seven Nation Army, which is like the biggest song ever. That's still a good song. Like, I, yeah. I, like I've talked to my dad about that before, and I think he's like his opinion on it is kind of like I don't know that he dislikes it, but it's he's like I think he would call it mid probably, it, it and I think it suffers from the. It is the, overplayed, it, yeah, yeah. and it's it's saturated in the mainstream, especially with all it's like. There's probably a ton of like radio mixes yeah. that make it sound stupid and bad and there's plenty of like dubstep yeah. or like edm versions of it that are stank booty including the <laughs> battlefield one that's literally like i had heard i had heard seven nation army well before the battlefield <laughs> one trailer but i have i had never heard it as much as when that game was coming out was, everywhere i turned like on instagram or whatever people were like clipping it and like making jokes about it yeah. and i was like this song sucks, yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, in the this the song on the album it's is good. really good. It's good. It's um, a good song. So you know, was, I I don't have a favorite, least favorite, lol, A plus. <laughs> wow. I'm giving out so wow. many A pluses this year. I can't I can't keep doing wow. it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's what inspired my pick next week. Um, I feel like we're doing some real corporate safe picks for the two of us. We've <laughs> We've been making each other listen to music we know we'll like. God True. forbid. Uh, so I'm taking a little bit of a gamble. I, it could go either way, um, but I've been I've been listening to the the soundtrack for Climax this week a lot. Um, I I'm not picking the soundtrack. I'm not doing another soundtrack. I've done that twice already. Hell. Uh But one of my favorite songs on that soundtrack is a track called Superior Race by Doppler Effect. So. I'm picking the 1999, like, electronic, like, house music record. Uh, I'm going to say it wrong because it's, like, German. That's fine. 
It's Gesamt. Gesamter. Oh, Look, if I were you, I would have plugged that into like Google Translate. I now. did. That's what I was doing right before we sat down. <laughs> Gesamter Kunstwerk. It's G E S A M T K U N S T W E R K. For the viewers at home, so you can look it up. Doppler effect. On Just Spotify. Like a Doppler effect. Um, but yeah, we're gonna listen to that. Um, I'm I'm interested. I don't listen to a lot of house music at all. I listen to that um, Gaspard Auger Auger record that came out earlier this year, and I actually really liked it, which was a surprise to me. And I really like the climax soundtrack, so maybe it'll be a hit. But I don't know. We'll hey, look, out. I'm 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 a I'm a really big Geometry Dash guy, <laughs> so you know I'm kind of versed in this this well, genre. All right, you'll school me next week. So, so yeah, I guess we'll listen to some techno. Get some to squirk. We I'll figure it out by the next time we record. I'm I'm sure you will. <laughs> All right, thank you everybody. Bye.